Hi everyone, this is Natalie Castillo, and welcome back to the third episode from Broken to Chosen. This podcast episode will be about a personal testimony of how Jesse Watson came to Christ and will feature Jesse as the guest. We will talk about how Jesse came to Christ and when he did, and what are the differences that he has noticed since that, since that transition took place. We will also talk about what was the event that led him to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Without further ado, let's start. Thank you, Jesse, for taking the time to be a guest on my podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for inviting me. So let's dive right into the questions. When did you come to Christ, Jesse, initially? Yeah, so um, I don't know if there was like a big moment in my life when, when it happened. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, so it was kind of like a process of um, like always knowing who Jesus was, um, but kind of making that relationship my own. Um, so I think like if I had to pin it down to an exact moment, it w- I would say probably sometime around middle school because um, that was kind of when my faith kind of became my own more so than just like what my parents believed. Um, so yeah, I would say that was kind of when I came to Christ and um, made the relationship my own and took that commitment to when there's like that altar call in church and like they say like raise your raise your head if like you want to accept Christ. Like I think that was the moment for me, but I think it was like a process more so than like one moment but it started like initially like in your childhood yeah you said essentially yeah so and then it kind of like grew from there yeah um my my parents were like really involved in our church growing up um and like my dad was a worship leader um my mom was on the worship team also and like so I just grew up like being around the church and was always there for my mom's worship practices and stuff like that um so I think they really made it a priority for my brother and I that, that like we knew who Jesus was growing up and that they didn't want to like force their faith on us but like um that was something that they wanted for us um because that's not really something that they had growing up I see so you grew up like in the church essentially yeah and then yeah for me personally yeah I didn't grow up in the church like at all like I came from like a household that I didn't I wasn't really taught about God like growing up but I remember my grandma telling me about um, the Catholic religion because my grandma's like extremely Catholic my mom and like dad they believe but they didn't like read me Bible stories growing up mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I mainly heard the Catholic perspective growing up but once I became a teenager when I was like 16 one of my aunts she told me about the gospel so I was now I was hearing the Christian perspective and that was entirely different mm. from what I heard before and even before I heard that like growing up it just it didn't seem like okay I didn't agree with like the Pope and like the saints and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then when my aunt started telling me about the gospel when I was like 16 it like it made sense and she was like planting seeds throughout that time and then when I was 19 was when Jesus saved me and I like entirely Mm -hmm. yeah like gave my life to him that's great so yeah, so I can see that difference of you growing up in the church and then me not. Yeah, everyone has their their own own path to to it. So like, what is your um, testimony in entirety? If you can like sum it up. Yeah. Um. So I always say like my testimony. I think like I was saying earlier, like my testimony is really just goes back to like my parents' testimonies um, of like coming to Christ. I my dad was out of college and he had grown up with um his dad was methodist <coughs> and um 
His mom was Catholic. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> My bad. Um, but he grew up in that household where there was like a split like faith tradition. Um, so he would go to like one church or the other each week, and um, it didn't really create a lot of depth for him. And it wasn't until after college that um, there was like the revival, the Asbury revival, I think is what it was. He said, and so one of the churches that came out of that um, was like what drew him in, and like ever since then he's been like one of the strongest Christians that like I have as an example in my life. Um, and then my mom grew up Catholic and, um, that was like a tradition that for her, it wasn't like, it wasn't what worked for her, like for her parents, like it was, it was great for them. Um, but she didn't really like have a personal relationship with Christ through that. Um, cause that wasn't really emphasized to her. So after like she moved out, she also found a church that was kind of like non-denominational. Um, and so I say that it's like, they're a big part of my testimony because like them coming to faith meant that it was such a like priority in their lives to teach me about it when I was growing up. So I'd say that's like the first part of my testimony. And then the second part is like, um, I growing up in that, in that environment, it was like, I never felt like I had a choice of like whether I was going to follow Jesus or not for a Mm -hmm. while. It kind of felt like it was like my parents' faith. Like it wasn't something that like I owned, but like I had all that head knowledge of like, I grew up going to Sunday school. Like I knew Mm-hmm. I could answer like a quiz about Jesus and like the Bible, but like I didn't really have a personal re- relationship with him. Um, so I think it was a big process of like tr- trying to understand like what my relationship with Jesus is like and like really owning that for myself and not just like taking it for granted. And so, like I said, like it was probably middle school that it started to become real for me. Like that's kind of when life gets a little more challenging. And then um, in high school, like really wanted to make it my own. Um, and I was able to get plugged into the church <coughs> and um, I got to like work there for a little bit too, which was really cool. So like that was a big part of my faith journey as well as um, not only getting to like form a relationship with Christ, but then also getting to like pour into others. Um, and then I decided to come to APU at the end of high school because like growing in my faith was really important to me in college as well. Um, and so I feel like I'm still on that journey of like, how do I, how do I make my relationship with Christ something personal? and like something that I'm pursuing actively and not just kind of sitting by and letting other people do for me. Um, And it's just led to like a lot of really cool things of like the Lord's done so many like amazing things in my life um, and has really provided in in situations that like I needed him there for. And it's just like led to things like I was able to go to Spain last summer and like spread the gospel there. Um, And yeah, so I think that's kind of like the path of it. It's not like, it's like, it's kind of like a linear path for me like yeah. it was yeah yeah it's not just yeah just like straight mm-hmm. it's not like a simple answer so it was kind of like you like found your way like throughout middle school and high school yeah so i wouldn't say it's just like a simple testimony yeah and can you like share a little bit about your experience when you were um in spain for the trip yeah yeah so uh this last summer i got to work with this organization called pilgrim house um through this large organization called one collective Um, But it's centered around this, uh, like, ancient pilgrimage trail called the Camino de Santiago, um, which basically goes back to um, this Catholic tradition uh, that believes that St. James is buried in this cathedral in um, the northwestern part of Spain. Um, So people in the medieval times used to make this pilgrimage from, like, anywhere in Europe, and they would just get up and leave their houses and, and walk to this cathedral. Um, so over time, like it became a tradition in the church that 
uh, to pay penance or um, just like as an act of faith, you would walk the pilgrimage and you would be like blessed when you got to the, the cathedral. Um, so like that goes back like maybe like a thousand years. Um, but nowadays it's kind of like when those trails people walk when they're like trying to find themselves or like um, they just feel like there's something missing in their lives. So there's like a big life transition. Um, people will backpack it. It's kind of like if you've ever heard of like wild um, there's like that it's like the Pacific Coast Trail that people backpack to like find themselves um, so a lot of like the Christian tradition has been taken out of it and so I had the opportunity to walk the last 120 miles of the trail um, like one of the the longer trails like that most people do is about like 500 miles and like 30 days so I did nine days and along the way I was able to just like talk to people about like what they're going through and like not try to be so forward about like you need Jesus, like, how, like, let me tell you, like, why, like, you're going to hell, like, that type thing, it wasn't that at all, it was, like, trying to sit with these people, and, and where they're at, and, like, they're all here, because they're going through some, like, life change, they're, like, looking for something, and, like, for me, I believe that what they were looking for was Jesus, and it was cool to, like, hear their stories, and, like, to sit with those stories, and to, like, not be in any rush to be, like, well, like, here's, let, let me tell you, like, you need Jesus, but it's, like, kind of live that out and act that out and just like sitting there and loving them because I think that's what Jesus would do um and then for about a month afterwards I got to work in a welcome center at like the end point like in the city where the cathedral is um and I worked with the the people who had done the trail so the we call them pilgrims because they did the pilgrimage and um it was just a ministry of hospitality like we would have people come in and we'd be like hey do you want any coffee or tea like we have these services where we can sit and like debrief with you like what you learned and then also kind of asking them like how are you going to take what you learned home with you um so it was a really cool like opportunity for me because as like someone studying journalism like I love stories and to be able to use that like that love for stories in a way that like glorifies God was like a really cool opportunity for my faith yeah that sounds like like a very like surreal experience you yeah. know like not a lot of people get to go on a trip to Spain and experience that um is there something that you learned like during that journey uh, when, when you were in Spain that that you're going to take with you yeah um I think a big part of it for me I, we were talking about like having a relationship with Christ and um like I was when I was walking the trail it was probably like 15 miles a day and sometimes it was I'd be talking to people and like other days I wouldn't see like a lot of people and I would just be walking alone with my thoughts for like hours on end um and I think that really like something I wanted to grow out of when I when I like got there was I wanted to have a deep relationship with Christ and I wanted to be more actively like seeking that and so the first thing I learned was kind of like this this idea of like getting alone um with God and kind of relying on him to like for like your needs like I'd be walking the trail and be like, I feel like lost right now. Like I have no idea where I'm going. So something like as simple as that. And like, I'd look up and there'd be like a sign pointing which way I need to go. So I think like learning to rely on God and like seeing it more as like, I think sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to church, like do all these things that are like right to do. But like, we don't think about the fact that like we have the chance to like commune with God. And like, we don't like, you don't even have to travel across the world. Like you shouldn't have to travel across the world to do it. Um, but, like, just, like, taking time to, like, be silent and, like, sit with God is, like, a really powerful thing. Yeah, I think that's, like, relying on him, like, for everything. I think that's something that we can, like, easily kind of 
kind of forget about the like everyday you know things that that we have to do you know we can become very easily distracted that's what i've noticed also about myself mm-hmm. and i think like kind of like trusting him with everything like with whatever challenges or struggles that we go through as you said relying on him and just like kind of communi- communing with him mm-hmm. and just like sharing with him what you're going through that's i think that's something that's really powerful that i'm convicted of wanting to do more of and to dive mm-hmm. into a deeper relationship with jesus myself and is there any like differences that you notice like about yourself like after after you became christian like in your behavior or stuff that you used to do that you don't do anymore yeah um yeah i think like not even like i just since i feel like there wasn't like a huge like aha moment for me like i feel like it was kind of like a linear process of like kind of like realizing that the relationship is my own um i think like there are like continually like ways that i see growth in my life because of um like wanting to be a better christian and like um because of like the work that jesus is doing in me um so like things like just like pride or like arrogance i think are big things that like i feel like the lord has like softened in me of like learning to um like do things for his glory and not not so that i can be recognized for it i think that was a really hard thing that i had to work through in high school um and i think just like there's the idea of like when like the more that you get to know like jesus and like read your bible and um like the things that like once were like appetizing to you or like um that like tempted you like just don't seem as like pleasing anymore because you see like the pain and the like that comes from it and stuff like that so i think like through my relationship with christ like i'm learning to like turn away from things that like aren't glorifying to him and like feeling like convicted by by those things like daily of like oh like maybe how i talk about people like can be better like maybe i can glorify god more like through like the words i say like little things like that and Mm -hmm. even like turning away from like big things you know yeah i think that is a huge thing too um how you speak about other people and just whatever you do we can glorify him through that Mm -hmm. and i think we can easily like slip into like we can catch ourselves saying things about other people that aren't you know that nice Mm -hmm. so i think that that's another thing and being convicted of like things that we used to watch before like for example like i don't like listening to like the same music or watching the same kind of movies that i once did before Mm -hmm. because now it's like convicting it has like a whole bunch of profanity in it or other stuff that you know that isn't okay with god so there's several things i notice also within myself that I don't do anymore mm-hmm. before I was 19 so that's great yeah so thank you Jesse for taking the time to be part of my podcast yeah of course thanks for having me thank you and that is all for episode three for broken to chosen